This episode of the Twin City Tone Podcast is brought to you by the following. Is it time to sell your home and upgrade to a new one? If so, call the only agent the Twin City Tone Podcast trusts. Tim Sheets of Remax Results has been serving the Twin Cities for the past decade. Give him a call at 651-578-2277. That's 651-578-2277. Or find him at SheetsSells.com. That's Sheets with a Z. Ill clothing. Are you an artist looking to brand yourself? Or maybe you have a brand and want to expand your network? If so, come down to Ill Clothing, home of Ill Cartel Music. Your one-stop shop for music videos, photo shoots, flyers, graphic design, and all your recording needs. Maybe you're looking to rent out a spot for your video shoot, listening party, or other private event. Come check us out at Ill. 522 North Concord, South St. Paul. For more info, call 651-734-5847. Now affiliated with Long Doe and Cherry Sky Studio. Ill gang, ill lifestyle, ill everything. Yo, well, let's get this started. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about sampling records. Now they say about the crazy ones. The most. Hip hop means everything to me. This is my culture. Ha. Crazy man. You're, you're now rocking with the Twin City Tone Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm the king of my city. The Twin City Tone Podcast. Back and forth, are you coming over? You, you, you. I know you're looking for daddy. I can be that, but with no strings attached at all. I'll be on your mind, and there's something I know. Cause you be on my line, like all the fucking time, and it's hard to say no. I just wanna get off. Feelings involved, it till you doze off. Yes, I know you're mine, but I cannot afford to be emotionally invested. So let's not waste time. You're on my mind. I know you're mine, but I cannot afford to be emotionally invested. So let's not waste time. Yes, sir. Yo, man, we're back at it. Episode 46 of the Twin City Tone Podcast. I am your gracious host, T-O-N-Y, a.k.a. Twin City Tone. Make sure to follow me at Twin City Tone on all social media. My co-host is next to me, Big Wiz. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Big Wiz, Nick Swisher. Make sure to follow me on social media at Big Wiz 612. And then you can just find me on Facebook at Big Wiz. There it is. And before we jump into this episode, if you're listening to this right now and you're not already subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and a review. All right. We appreciate Yee. that. Yo, we got a special guest today. Yeah. St. Laurent is in the building, man. Right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> one time for the one time. Yeah, What's man. up, man? It's family. Yo, before we jump into this, Laurent, let them know where they can follow you, man. They can follow me on Instagram, St. Laurent, uh, Twitter, St. Laurent, Facebook, mm-hmm. wherever. All the social platforms are all going to be the same. Yes, sir. It's Saint Day today, baby. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Now, you've been doing your thing for a long time, man. Like, you've been working for a long time. Yes, man. So, you know, if anybody doesn't know, this guy's been in the game for years. He's been moving around. Yes. You know, not just in Minnesota, but he's been doing big things. We're going to get into all that. And he started as a young bull, too. Yeah, word, word. Now... 
originally you're from Minnesota? Yeah, St. Paul. St. Paul, okay. Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised, there it is. What uh, what school you go to? I went to Como. Como, okay. Como, yeah. guy. Como guy, all right. Yeah. <laughs> went to Como. So yo, were you doing music? Like when did you start, like in high school or when did you start doing music? Actually, I started when I was, yeah, in high school, like 17. Okay. I was in my, my room, man, actually at my mom's house, just experiment with stuff, Yeah. My, like my senior year. Okay, what influenced you to like start doing music? Man, really, just the lifestyle of it all, man. I just, I just seen a, a something that could help change my life, change my family's life, and I, I, I just wanted parts of it. I've always been into music, though, man. Like, mm -hmm. I, I've, I just been a music dude since I was young, so it just only made sense to do that. Yeah, who were like, were there like some type of uh, inspirations like growing up? Like, who did you listen to that like was like, yo, I, I think I can do that too? Man, people. This is this is like way back, but music soul child, Donnell yeah, Jones, right. that era. Yeah. That's it's, great it's, music though, man. That's, yeah, that feel good stuff. That's really what inspired me to start like ooh, making music. And the stories up, too behind up, them. What's up? Yeah. I got I got into the stories behind like why they started making music and I really it really resonated with me. So I was like, you know what? Let me just try it. See if I could do it. Yeah. I started recording. Did you like myself. sing along to music and knew you could sing and knew you had a voice, or did, was that? You know part what? Of the... My mom and my dad used to always listen to me singing in the car. So they would when we was around people. They would, my dad would be like, "I'll give you five dollars if you just sing this Michael Jackson song," <laughs> and I would I'll get that five dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that. Give me that. Yeah. Show money early, right? That's there, how it started. Now, yeah, really. I, I seen you early. I was telling him out front, and we're politicking a little bit like i've seen you as as early as the myspace era oh yeah and your marketing was already on point and you already had thank you man. like that um that image of a star and then um, thank you and then fast forward to you know a few years later i remember you getting in a situation with uh paul the don if mm -hmm. i'm if i'm correct and a yeah. couple other artists from here uh, talk about that a little yeah, bit yeah how did that come about really i was working with this producer uh named donnie scans and he was he he uh, runs a company called State of Emergency, and he was doing a lot of engineering for Polo to Dawn at the time. I think they were working on uh, one of Lloyd's albums at the okay. time. Yeah. So he he I was just with him in the studio, and there was a couple other guys in the studio, and we all kind of just meshed and and like you know just linked up. And Polo was like we we started making music and showing it to him while we was just in the studio oh, in okay. between like his sessions. And he was just like, man, y'all might be be able to do something with this. And that's just really how it happened, man. Straight up just being in the studio. And Shout that out was, to Donnie Scans, man. That was in uh, Atlanta? Yeah, that, no, actually, that was in L.A. L.A., okay. At Record Plant. And how studio. long after high school was that? Was that a few years? Was that right out of high school? Oh, yeah, see, that's... you were young when that one... Yeah, see, that that was a little fast forward down the line. I, yeah, when I got out, I did. I jumped. I <laughs> jumped, jumped ahead. With. It's all good. When I got out of high school, I literally packed my car up. I had like one hundred seventy-five dollars, two hundred dollars to my name, and I drove to Atlanta. Wow. And I just had a plan to just yes. meet who I could meet, and just just try to get in where I fit in. Man, I slept in my car for a few days, and it shit. was just like I had to just get it. And then I ended up meeting Dallas Austin, a super producer, one of my best yeah. friends to yeah. this day. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Dallas Austin. 
And I mean, that was really it. It started all when I gra right when I graduated. I was like, I gotta go. So, so you, you took that leap of faith. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. So you knew to. you weren't like, I'm not, I'm not going to college. This mm -hmm. is what I want. I'm tunnel vision, laser focus. I'm on it. Yeah. I, I, I was playing basketball, but I was too little to, to be in the league. So I was just like, you know what? Scratch that. Yeah. We're gonna jump straight into the music because I knew I had a voice. Yeah. yeah. Now let me let me ask you this: Were your parents supportive of that move? Or oh yeah. They, they were. Okay. My mom was. Man, without my mom, I don't know where I would be, to be totally honest. Shout out to moms. Yeah, Mom Dukes, she supported me from the very, very beginning. She helped me buy my studio equipment. We had a small apartment, man, and I had to. I had, she gave me the master bedroom with the bathroom in it. Wow. And allowed me to record in the bathroom yeah. and just have my people over, just creating all the time. So That's dope. She definitely supported everything that I was doing. Very dope. So, yo, when you said you pack up... All your belongings, getting your car, you're like, I'm going to Atlanta. You were by yourself? Yeah, I was alone. And you did you know anybody in Atlanta? My cousin moved to Atlanta before me, like two weeks before okay. me, but with the same vision because we had started making music together. Yeah. Uh, his name is Pro. And we, oh, yo, Pro, uh, I know yeah. Pro, um, Stewart, right? Yep. Yeah, Kyle right. Stewart. Yeah, that's my, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. family, man. We grew up, damn near grew up together. Okay. And it, he was out there already, so. I, I was just like, you know what? I'm coming. I'm following you. You going out there? I'm going out there, too. That's dope, wow, man. That was wow, it. wow. Okay, so you said you slept in your car for a few nights. And then, so what? What? that's when you met Dallas Austin? Now, I, I, the way that it happened was, well, Pro, he was already there. So he was just getting into his, his little, he had a little small studio apartment. It was a box, literally a box, nowhere to go. And he he just had to go through all of the motions to get his apartment so i had to sleep in my car for a few nights and then he allowed me to sleep in in his crib basically down there in the closet man and we was cooped up in there making music and i met this guy named infinity and he he had a room in dallas austin studio okay. so i was going to work with him how'd you meet infinity just like it was just through like just mutual people that I knew, like the studios and shit. Yeah, just going okay. to different places and networking. Yeah, exactly, yeah. networking and and just trying to just feel my my way around Atlanta. Okay, just being there. Like I met him like two weeks into being in Atlanta. Okay, so he had he had a room at that studio. Yeah. Okay, so you started going through there, and then Dallas Austin just kind of like gravitated towards me. It was it was just a random night. I think I was sleeping in the lobby and in, in the studio. It was like seven in the morning, and it was just me and Dallas in the studio at the time. And he woke me up like I had some Nike socks on, and you think he tried to take them off my feet or something crazy because they were, they looked like shoes. That's a real story though. It's a true story. <laughs> he tried to take my socks off, and I woke up. I'm like, man, like what you doing? Like he was just no, he, you know, he, he was, was just like, messing around. Okay. But it was, I was just like, bro, what you doing? He was like, you trying to go get some breakfast? I was like, yeah, you man, you Dallas Austin, of Hell course. Yeah. I'm trying to go get some breakfast. I'm getting bro. up for that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it was just, man, he, he became a mentor of mine, man. He pulled me under his wing. Word. Actually, me and Dallas' uh, brother that passed away, RIP, we got the same birthday. So okay. I think that's what, what uh, helped him kind of gravitate towards me, too, more when he, when he learned that. Word, word. So you go out to breakfast. Do you remember that first, that initial conversation? I don't, man. I really don't. No? It was really just, it's like really cloudy in my brain. But after that, it was just nonstop partying every damn where yeah. and making music and he showed me a lot about the industry man and, and he kind of opened the door for me what year was this do you remember it's probably like 2005 early on. yeah okay. okay way back it seems like way back now 
Yeah, yeah, word. Okay, so like you said, you start partying, you're making music out there, and then um, how does the Portal of the Dawn thing come up, come about? Through uh, Donnie Scans. That was when I moved to a, I moved to LA just to like from kinda, Atlanta. Yeah, from Atlanta. To so get how long away. were you in Atlanta? I was in Atlanta for like probably like uh, four years, five years. Nice, okay. put in some work. Okay. Yeah, I put in a lot of work in Atlanta. I know I got a lot of good relationships, good people that I still fuck with to this day. Yeah. Can I cuss on here? You can cuss. Yeah, you I can bet. fucking cuss. Yes. Yeah, I bet. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like five years in Atlanta, and then I moved to LA, and then. Don, I met Donnie though in Atlanta, and Donnie did like uh, I don't want to. He did Aaliyah songs. He did so many joints, man. Okay. Like, he did a lot of joints, but he introduced me to Polo in okay. L.A. Now, let me ask you this: Going to L.A., well, what was the reason? What was the motive to move out of Atlanta? Because things seemed to be they were moving for you down there. Right, and Atlanta was popping in '05. You want to know the honest truth? I was just doing too much partying and not enough working. Mm. So you really? wanted to get refocused. Yeah, I had to like just hit the reset button and, and kind of go search for. Plus, my situation wasn't really turning into anything, mm -hmm. so I had to like, I wanted more, so I had to go just try to find more and try to just take my my whole situation and my career to the next level. Sure. Now, did you know a lot of people in LA before you made that move? I knew a couple people. I knew a couple girls. I ain't really know no people like in the industry or nothing like that. Though. Okay. Okay, but you had a place to stay. Yeah, it I wasn't stayed. like the same situation going to Atlanta. Still um, a leap of faith, but not like it, it was. It was a whole nother leap of faith. I was. I kind of went, and Donnie had a studio, and I slept in the studio. Okay. Every day. Grinding, More man. dedication. Yeah, I made a. I made a closet actually into my room. I put a futon in there. Put a studio set up. So nobody could come in and put a sign on the door like knock first, come in. <laughs> it was the closet though. Hell yeah. <laughs> True story. Word. Okay, Striking so them LA. down in the closet. You were. I was. <laughs> I already know. Yeah, I was taking them down. <laughs> it was, um, so yo, how long were you in LA before you linked with Portland the Dog? I was in LA probably a minute. It was probably like four years. Okay. And wow. we was going through the motions because we were linked in with the Interscope building. And it was like a lot of like dreams. So like, yeah, we're going to do this. They had me in with a lot of artists, different artists writing for them, producing for them. And then I, it took me away from the focus of like my own stuff. Right. We right, put out right. an album, but it, it took me away from the focus. So it was like it took a little while for me to get into in, in, to the deal that I was that I ended up eventually signing with Polo. Yeah, word. Now, um, do you remember when you first met him? Like, what what was that interaction like? You said what? When you first met Polo, what was the interaction like? Man, he was really he was kind of like standoffish, man. Like he was um he like I said he was working on Lloyd's album when yeah. I when I met him, and he was really really busy because he was behind on it. They had to turn it in I think in like like four days, right, and right. they were like they had like four songs done. And they had to record, and they was in there day and night, day and night. But Donnie, like, who, like I said, who I met, Donnie, he was engineering all of the sessions. So I was with him, and I would just sit up in the lounge and just chill and wait for my time to just, you know, talk and interact with people. So it was like, I mean, it was, it was, it was a slow process when I met Polo. He was just kind of like, oh, yeah, what's up? Yeah, what you doing? What you do? 
And that was really it. I sing, man. He was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. And then he just get back to what he was doing. He wasn't really paying me no attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, when did he, when did he first uh, like give you a chance to play some music, or like was he in on a session when you were recording? We would um, like he had these two producers. Um, his one of them's name was Deontay. Another one was Anonymous. Anonymous produced Anaconda for Nicki Minaj, wow, and nice. later on down the road. Yeah. But those two, I ended up gravitating towards them. And it was just us three in the studio. So it was like we were the little homies that were upstairs in the lounge. Yeah. And we were just like, all right, you know what? We in here with Polo. We in here with all these stars. Why don't we just record something? So we ended up recording a cover to a John Mayer song. I forget the song it was, but I know it was John Mayer. And we played it in between sessions for Polo in his room on the in the big speakers, in the big studio. Yeah. And he started. I seen the light bulb go on in his head. He was like, all right. It's three good-looking dudes. We might be able to do something with this. And then he started actually inviting us to his crib. And then we, we would go out. We would, he would invite us to different parties and into different sessions with other people. And then we just developed a relationship from there. Word. He started working with yeah, him. Yeah, that's real life, real life relationship, though. Like It was like it took a little bit like because he's a real dude. It took a little time for him to fill us out and fill me out as a person. He wasn't just going to jump in the studio with me. Right. He was right. working. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you're out there doing that, and then so the polo situation comes together, um, and then where did it go from there? Like once once that was solidified, like okay, Laurent, man, fuck I'm with a, you. All right, we on a podcast right now, and I fuck with y'all, so I'm gonna get y'all the real true story. Yeah, that's what we need. If polo, yeah. see this, man. Polo, I love you, boy. You already know. <laughs> but Polo, we had end up getting like. I ain't gonna say we got kicked out, but we had to be. We had to leave the house. We had a house in the hills. Polo had a crib in the hills, where we would always be. And after he he had like actually started to give his attention to us, and we we formed an actual group. Yeah. We had to leave the house because Polo had to leave the house. I mean, and that's information that I probably shouldn't say on the podcast, but. We we let we had to leave the house really like we had one a couple of days notice to leave the house. Okay. We was living in in Penelope Cruz's old crib in the hills. Wow. Man, it was a Damn. nice ass experience and nice ass house, but we had to pick up and leave. So, we we Polo had a tour bus, and we ended up taking a tour bus from L.A. to Atlanta. Wow. And we started recording after that right away. Okay. The whole okay. group. And that's the group. MDMA, right? But, uh, oh yeah, in between then I came back and got Rocky Diamonds. To Min I came back to Minnesota and I got Rocky Diamonds. I brought him back out to Cali, and he joined the group with us. Okay. Rocky Diamonds from here too. Yeah, North yeah, yeah. So, so then there was there was four people then after that. There was four people after that. Okay. But five people total in the group. Okay. So there was one person that got added after a little bit later. His name Chili Chill. Okay. Word. 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 So um. You mentioned Rocky Diamonds. Now, how did you, like, did you know him growing up? I didn't. No. Rocky used to hit me on, like, Facebook or on the internet, whatever social network it was. And we just used to converse back and forth. And I remember one, one time being in Minnesota in between, like, going out to L.A. and Atlanta, just visiting my family. And I was like, you know what? This dude been progressing. I mean, not that I was anybody, you know, I just seen his growth, you know what I'm saying? Right, I, right. Was, I, I respected his growth, and I seen what he was doing, so I was like, you know what, we forming a group. He was like, shit, let me be a part of it. And I brought, we, we literally, like, five days later, we flew out to L.A. 
and Polo liked them. Everybody else in the group, like they, they, we all meshed well together. Yeah. And he just joined the group. It was literally just like that, that simple, that quick. Wow. Yeah, young A and R, young young mogul yeah. giving out opportunities. Okay. Man, I mean, I had to. I seen my man's nah, growth, man. I seen his position too. He was, he was in the hood, man. Like in yeah. in crazy circumstances. And I'm the type of person that that likes to help whoever I gravitate towards. You know what I'm saying? Don't matter who. I mean, I, I would I would only expect the same thing from them. Right. So it was like, I, I just was like, yo, we, we got a situation. We got a whole opportunity. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. Where, where. So, did you also have a solo deal at that time, or it was just a group deal? It was just a group deal. Okay, I didn't so. have no deal at that time. I was doing a product. I, I just finished a production deal with Dallas. You had I just was, finished? Yeah, one. I was fresh off of it, and I was a free agent, oh, okay. basically. Okay. And then I was able to sign with Polo in Zone 4. Zone 4, for the group deal? Yeah. Okay. That, and Polo, was Polo under Interscope then? Yep. His, the Zone 4 was under Interscope? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're under Interscope, Zone 4. Uh, so you guys are just recording music. Um, yeah. Were you working with any, like, bigger artists at that time? Yeah, we did, like, a couple songs with... <clears throat> we did a song with Gucci Mane. Talk, we, whoa, whoa, whoa. Talk about that. Man, that was amazing. Talk Dude, about that session. Yeah. He came in the studio with the strap right on the waistline. <laughs> hell yeah. Big, big as hell. I'm like, man, it's Gucci Mane in the studio. He took his gun out, put it on the desk, and he, he laid a verse. I'm dead serious, bro. Hell he laid yeah. a verse for us. And we were just up in the other, in like, we wasn't in the main studio. We was up in the little baby studio upstairs. So he really came up there and, and mingled with us, talked to us. That's yeah, it dope. was a cool experience, man. Shout out Gucci. Shout out Gucci, man. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, yo, what's uh, what's Gucci's um, recording process like? I mean, he, after he puts the gun down on he the freestyles. Table, he freestyles. And if we don't laugh, if nobody laugh in the studio, then he'll probably do it again. He just want to make you laugh and entertain you. Right. That was his whole thing. Yeah. Just to make somebody like have a reaction to something. Okay. And when you react, that's how he know he gonna keep going. I mean, at least that's what I think. I don't know him personally like that. Yeah. But I just felt it in the air, like nah, and you, you were there to experience that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Word. Word. Okay. So Gucci, who else? We did a song with uh, we got a song with Nelly and Tip on it. Talk about that, man. Were you there for? That? I wasn't in the studio with them. They okay. sent their the Nelly and Ti. Yeah, it's called "Pull Your Titties Out." It's a kind of a crazy <laughs> title. Did these records ever come out? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> they never came out. Polo got them on, in the vault. They could might they might could come out, but he got them in the vault. But I never worked with them though. I okay. just they sent their vocals. They sent them in. And okay. I did. We we put our vocals on them after that. All I'm right. On the hook. Yeah. Well, saying "Pull Your Titties Out." <laughs> Pull your titties out on the floor. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. So you, um... Any other ones? Yeah, yeah. Who else? Anybody else? Um, shit. A lot, man. We did a song with Dro. Okay. We did a song nice. with, um... What's her name from Crying Mob? I forget her name. Oh, I know who the you're girl. talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget her name. That's messed Is up, it Diamond? Diamond. Diamond. Yep. Yeah, she's on the song with us and Dro. We did a song with Mike Posner, but nice. they all just sent their vocals though. Okay. Gucci was the only one that we really and worked with. So that was with. a dope oh, yeah, experience. Oh Dro, Dro recorded his vocals with us too in the little baby studio. Okay. Was, was Gucci's cool. was Gucci's the coolest experience probably out of all of them? Probably, yeah. That's dope. I've worked with a few artists too, and and I tell stories about how some were cool as shit and some were just prima donnas. Like, yeah. like Talib Kweli was the worst. I mean, was he? Oh, it was terrible. He came in and was like. 
there's too much smoke in here and there's too many people in the studio. We got to clear this out. Mm. And then and then vice versa. We had Alchemist in there and we had an issue with our latency. You guys know latent, yeah. low latency. Yeah. Alchemist is on hands and knees, pause, underneath the fucking computer getting the shit fixed like a G. You know what I mean? Alchemist was so real, dude. Yeah, man. So yeah, it's crazy how, how them artists could be some think that there's just better than you. Yeah, some of them bougie. Bob Valentino was real bougie. Was yeah. he? Yeah. He came in and smoked a spliff with us one time, and he got too high. He had to leave out the studio. It's a true story. <laughs> She's like, what is this, man? Just smoking on here. Hey, I got we a smoke funny, this every day. I got a funny story about that, and then we'll get back to the thing. I was, uh, years back, we brought Cormega. For any of y'all don't know who Cormega yeah, is, he's a legend. Shout out Mega, man. And, um... We, I, I was. It was my job to pick him up from the airport and bring him to his, get him some food, make sure he's good, bring him to his hotel room before the show, right? Yeah. So I pick. You know, my my thing is I I roll one up for every artist when they would come. I would do that sometimes for my guy. He would ask me to go swoop him. So I got one twisted up, just some cool little perps. You know, at the time I think perps were around. I swoop him. I ask him, Yo, Mega, you want to smoke? He's like, Yeah, for sure. So I light the shit up. You know, and I'm a smoker, like. I'm taking these to the dome, two or three of them, you know, I can back-to-back -back these. And I'm smoking with them. I pass it to him a couple of times. We get about halfway down the freeway, and he looks over at me like, fam, is this laced? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, nah, man, that's just some regular perps. And all of a sudden, man, he starts fucking, takes his fucking jacket off, takes his hoodie off, rolls the window down. He's got his head out the window going crazy. He was like, man, pull over, pull over. I pull over, fucking throws up everywhere. And then next thing I know, he's got his head down on my fucking dashboard. Yo. Like, uh, I'm thinking I ruined the show. I'm like, Ooh, man, man, do I got to take this dude to the emergency room? <laughs> I'm oh, thinking the show I, was that night? Yeah, that night. The show was that night. And I'm like, oh, my God, I ruined this dude's the show. It was crazy, man. He still did it. Yeah, he still did his thing. Wow. That's crazy. That's Queens Cormega, Bridge. man. Legend. <laughs> he got too Queen high legend. off the perm. He got too high off the perm. <laughs> I felt so, and I panicked. Because, you know, it was my one job was to get him to the hotel. You had one job. I had one job. And, I, you know, I tried to make the job a little, uh, I had to embellish the job and have a little blunt rolled up. And, nah. Man, we've been there. I've been there before. Shit. I've been feeling like that, too, before off the, off the weed. That's but, yeah, so Bobby Valentino weed. left the studio too high. Yeah, he was too high. He came back in the studio and was like, man, what is this y'all got me smoking? <laughs> so then you guys never released a project with, with that out there then? Nah, we did a lot. We signed the deal. With Sony, Epic, L.A. Reid, we could talk about that too. But Definitely. We we ended up signing a deal, shooting videos, recording hundreds of songs. And nothing ever came out. Mm mm. Wow. I just I don't know why. I I I, I couldn't even begin to speak about why because right. I really don't know why it didn't come out. But I tried to make it come out. My literally my best. I tried, but it just is what it is. You know. Sometimes yeah. you just you just gotta learn. And, and appreciate the whole process, and that's what I did. Well, did you have any conversations with Polo? Like, what's up, man? Like, wh why are they fronting on us? Like, why won't they? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was really, it was it, he was in a position to, to put us out. He was the platform for us, but I think it was more so we couldn't get on the same page as a group. I and mean, I'm be totally honest about it. You okay. know, like we was we had a lot of content, but we couldn't really like. We couldn't get, we just couldn't get on the same page, man. It could be difficult to move as a unit, right, right. Yeah. Five dudes, I mean, getting everybody on the same page, working together as a team. Was there any, like, um, was there, like, drama in the group? Of course. Yeah. So much drama. I could tell y'all the story right now. We went, we on the way, we in Times Square, New York, and 
we on the way to, to get our to, to sign our deal so we had to perform in front of the whole staff like Sony Epic we in the building like in New York they flew us out we got styled by Ugo Mosey shout out my brother Ugo Mosey he's crazy stylist but nice. we got styled everything and on our way we in Times Square we walking because our, our, our hotel is right by the building the yeah. Sony building and Rocky and Chili Chill just start fighting in the middle of Times Square <laughs> boxing I'm not Why? talking about arguing I'm talking about real life fighting to where the police could show up what? that was it was just drama between just like two very passionate people though about what they was doing and what they was talking about everybody in the group was passionate bro it was never no no drama to where we was hating on each other it was just more drama about like all of us were passionate about our careers sure and if anybody was gonna stop that and get in the way whether it be the nigga next to me on this side or this side we gonna have to just you know do what we gotta do if that means we gotta fight and shake up afterwards, and that's just what it was all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of drama. You know what that particular fight was over? I don't. Okay. I, they just, I had to break it up. I was in the middle of it. So you broke it up, and then yeah. you guys just kept walking, went yeah. in there and performed? Yeah. We, went, we got the deal, though, still. <laughs> we got the deal. We signed that day. Yeah. To Sony, Epic, L.A. Reid. He wow. signed us that day. Wow. I, I stood up on the table and everything in front of all of the... It was like 15 uh, staff members like on a big old conference table. Yeah, suits and everything. Yeah. People probably seen the Bobby Smurda video yeah. where he jumped up on the table. That's the same table I jumped up on before he did it. Okay. I did the same exact thing. I jumped on the table like, I'm not leaving here without this deal. Wow. I need it. Right. I did it. That's and real we shit, We all bro. did it. But they fought on right on the way. True story. Yeah. Man. Fist fought. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you guys signed that deal, and then you continue to to make music, and like you said, nothing ever came out of it. Yeah, um, I'm sure y'all made some great shit too. Yeah. Put a lot of money into it. We had to sign a million dollar deal that day. Wow, million dollars. And that doesn't mean we get a million dollars right. for the viewers, for the people out there. Yeah, let's let them we know. We did let not them know get a million there, dollars. Yeah. Our advance was split up between five people, and that was a small percentage. I'm not going to tell y'all what it was. Yeah. It was a small percentage split up between five people. But a million-dollar budget means we, we, we had just about a million dollars to go in and record our first project. Yeah. So whoever we were going to work with, we could do good business with them. You know, we could pay their fee. Yeah. We ended up working with a lot of people. Okay. We, paid, we paid the fees, and our budget was gone fast. <laughs> was that was that like how you got like the Nelly verse and the yeah. Gucci verse and all yeah, of that? Yeah, okay. But okay. that's I mean Polo, he do good business too. I mean, them is his people. So mm -hmm. he he only did what he knew, what he felt was right. Like it's it's no brainer. Right. You get Nelly on the song, you get Tip on the song, and you pay him, and this shit gonna go. So fucking right. Yeah. He yeah. did he did what he had to do. No doubt. So yo. What happened after that then? So you guys were recording all this music. Does the group like break up? Do the you guys group. just like agree to go your separate ways because nothing's coming out? Like how does it... What well, me and... Uh, and this is my brother still to the death. Me and Chili Chill ended up getting a fight in the studio. And we... And we LA or Atlanta? Atlanta. In Atlanta. We in Atlanta. So we had a studio called 12 recording. It was called 12 Music Group. And we had our own room in there. It was kind of like this room, like literally, like the room we in right now. Okay. And one day, me and Chili Chill had a disagreement, and we just shut the door, and we just fought it out for like a good five minutes. You remember what was it about? It was just about him recording in the studio on our time, 
and us not recording as a group, him recording other people. Right, okay. right. It's a small problem. And it really, really that, it was never really that big of a deal. But me at the time, I was just feeling passionate about it because nobody was coming to the studio. Yeah. And we had a great uh, golden opportunity. So I was like, what y'all niggas doing, man? Like, we need to be in the studio recording. And Chili Chill, who I respect 100%, he was just trying to get his money on the side, too. So sure. he was recording on our time. Yeah. You know, and I. I just, it's like, man, because the, the studio room happened to be my room, too, that I sleep in. Okay. Because I didn't have no crib to sleep in, so it was probably like 1 o'clock one morning. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm trying to go to sleep. You in here recording all this crazy-ass music ain't got nothing to do with us. So we just had to fight it out. That's my nigga. For, so you for fought, it, fought it out and yeah. shook hands afterwards and it was cool? Yeah, it was cool, but it wasn't because my mind just started taking me to a place where I was like, this shit's not working. Do you think that was the wow. beginning of the end? It was. Okay. It was the beginning of the end. And we, I ended up leaving the group. You did? Okay. I left Atlanta and came back to Minnesota. Okay. When was this? About round when? I don't know the exact date, but it was probably like, what's today? What's the date this year? It's like 18, 2018. So it was probably like four years ago. Actually, no, it was like three years ago. Okay. So, like 2015? Yep. You've been here since? Yep. I've been moving around since, but... And then since you've been back, talk about uh, the 10 Thrift thing yeah, that popped up. That was... As of lately. That was a blessing That's a movement right now. For for any of y'all don't know, we got Mr. 10 Thrift in the building, That's too. That's a whole other side of me. That was a blessing for me. Me and my, my ex-girlfriend actually started that. And... It's like, it just came from me being backed up against the wall and not really knowing what else to do and having to figure it out because I had to pay bills. I got two kids. I had to pay child support. Like, I'm on real life child support. So it's like, I had to pay that and I had to figure out a way for myself to just make money. So just I've been reselling for years. Like, just getting clothes, reselling them for a little bit more. Like and online or... You said what? You were, you were reselling online? Yep, okay. Yeah, I was just like reselling eBay online. Or? I would do like Mercari, this little app, uh, eBay sometimes, but more so just like Mercari. It's, it's just an app where you just sell on there. Okay. But it just kind of brought me to a space where I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this little, this slow process of selling online. So I did acid one night and I came up with the store the next morning I promise yes. you I'm dead right. serious I, that's another true story yeah. <laughs> I did ask it me and me and Asia people that are no one that know me know Asia me and Asia did ask it and I came up with the store the next day I woke up and I was like yo we gonna do this we gonna open a store we gonna call it this and this is just what it's gonna be Word. You know, and when, when was this? this was a little a little over a year and a half, like actually, it's pretty fresh and new. Yeah, yeah, it's like a year and a half ago. Okay, so you came with the idea. How'd you come up with the name? It just came to you. I was, I was like, we needed to sell everything for ten dollars. That was just it. It was like people are gonna gravitate towards that because I, me myself, I like deals. Yeah. I don't want to pay right. more than a certain amount. Yeah. So it's like, why, why wouldn't people gravitate towards that? It's like it's cheap. It's trendy. It's dope. Mm -hmm. We know. I know how to pick stuff. I know. I know what's dope. So it's just. And I, I know the plug to get it for the low price. So it just worked out that way. Yeah. That was just what it was. Dope. Dope. And that was became no, like the flyest thrift shop 
in the Twin Cities. Like, man, it's, one of them. It's got a lot of people, a lot and of I, the uh, man, tastemakers I, from the city go to him for their. I'm so thankful for that dude because I didn't. I started it and didn't even know. What Miguel I was, was in there when he was in town. Yeah, right. Shout out my Alan Kingdoms. Um, oh yeah. Uh, uh, free Wi-Fi. A lot of A lot of kids buy shit from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. So, yo, for those that don't know, I mean, how can they, like, if they want to come mess with you at the shop and buy some things, how can they get in touch with you for that? Well, that's easy. They just go to Instagram, uh, 10thrift103thrift, and we got a link in our bio where you can just book an appointment. Okay, and it's, it's by a, appointment only. You yeah, can't just show up and you shop. You gotta, it's, a, it's, it's exclusive. Whole yeah, exclusive it's underground experience. And I got the, the idea from, like, the New York market. Of course, it's not my original idea. Yeah. I just made it, turned it into an original idea for the Twin Cities and something that we haven't experienced yet. Right. And, I mean, yeah, 10-3. And it's working. Instagram. Yeah, it's working. My man be like, yo, I got a dip. I got because an appointment the at this shop. I'll be back in an hour. The people make it work, though, bro. If it work. wasn't for the people really coming to show up and, and be interested in it, man, I mean, shit, it would have been a failure. Yeah. So shout out to everybody that's been coming through 10 Thrift, supporting, because it could have been the totally opposite. Right, right. So, yo, everything in the store was $10? Everything in the store wasn't $10. It was just like, most of it was, was $10, but then we started to come up with new ideas. Mm -hmm. Like the premium section, for instance, we, we came up with that, and it was like just vintage designer, like Dior, vintage Dior, vintage Versace vintage uh chanel vintage mm -hmm. just all types of authentic like vintage brands <clears throat> excuse me and that would be a little more but still i don't know how to find it like i said for the low yeah. so i'm not gonna double triple quadruple the price of what i get it for sure i just sell it for a low price and still be able to make money off of it yeah i'm not greedy when it comes to the store and i think that's why the store ended up working yeah right and it's men's and women's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. vintage and new uh a lot of a lot of different stuff in there, man. We got shoes, clothes, accessories. All that. Word. Yeah. Word. And people can book appointments any like are you available for appointments weekend, night? Every day. day. Okay. Every day of the week you can book an appointment through the um it's uh shop ten at or actually what is it? Shop ten dot simply book dot me. I mean okay. that's a long name. But if you go to the Instagram it's right in the bio. Okay. You just yeah. click on it. Word, word. Okay. Very dope, man. So, yo, you got that going, but what about the music? I know you're still grinding it out with the music. Yes. Man. I recently just relinked with Polo. Yeah. Shout out Polo, man. Man, Polo has been changing my life ever since I met him. He's one of he's one of my greatest friends, one of my biggest mentors, one of my biggest inspirations. Just a, He's just a boss, and he taught me a lot of stuff, but I recently relinked with him. I'm actually going to Atlanta on Sunday, and... We about to work on a whole new project. We got some deals on the table. Good shit, bro. Dope. Dope. And I've been hearing some of the music cooking up over here. Yeah, that he's working good, over man. here at Ill. Ill Studios. Yeah. Yo, one thing I was going to ask you, Laurent, when you decided to leave the group, um, what made you come back to Minnesota? I know your fam you have family here, mm -hmm. but, I mean, was that the only reason? I think it was really just more so my family, my comfort zone. Like, just... Where I know I got so many resources here, I, I just kn I know the, I'm I'm from here. Yeah, so right, right. Like I know the way Minnesota works. Yeah, and I knew I needed to be in my comfort zone to go into the next little phases of where I was gonna go. Mm -hmm. So I had to be comfortable while figuring out my next move. Word. So I just it was it was only right. Plus my girl was here too. 
Okay. So that played a big role in it too. And she was, I mean, she helped me with a lot of shit. And, and she was here, so I, I mean, I came back for those reasons too. Wow. I'm totally wow. real. But we're happy to have you back in the city, man. man you know thank what I mean? Yo, Laurent, being being a fashion head, man, what's your favorite uh, what's your favorite footwork, man? What's your favorite sneaker or footwear that you put on? Rick Owens. Rick Owens. A lot you? of people might not know about Rick Owens, but those are probably he's probably my favorite designer all across the board. Okay. I got. I mean, I love fashion. We've had some different answers for every person. Yeah, That's so dope. Motherfuckers yeah. are individual out here. That's Owens. good. Oh yeah. Rick Owens is definitely one of my f biggest inspirations when it comes to I'm not to hip to Rick Owens. You got like sneakers or just like dress yeah, he, shoes and like he, Yeah, he has sneakers. He has like sneakers, clothes. He has a bunch of different stuff. But it's really expensive. Okay. But it's tastefully made. You could, right. you could It's like an investment. Like you don't, you buy a pair of Chucks, they might break in, in, in a month. Yeah. You buy a pair of Rick Owens, you could have them for like six years. Right, right. And just be rocking. Durable. It. Yeah, it's Italian leather. It's nicely made. I got a few I just Italian like the designs. Yeah. I mean, it's like with anything, especially with clothing, though. You're going to get what you pay for. Yeah. For the most part, you know what I mean? But I also like Massimo. That's a Target brand, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I like everything all the way from Massimo to Rick Owens. Straight right. up. It just depends on, like... Your mood. Yeah, and exactly. it's really the way you rock it. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. Like you, you can make a, a twenty dollar, you know, outfit look like a two hundred dollar. You're outfit. an official kid for real. Yeah, word, word. Right. I throw on. I wake up and I go to the store and I just get dressed in the store. Really, I throw on clothes from the store. So I don't really worry about how how I dress really that much. It's not really one of my main focuses right now. Even though I do own a store, yeah. and it might sound kind of weird. I know what I'm doing when it comes to getting dressed, but I'm just focused yeah. on getting other people yeah. fresh right now when it comes to clothes right. when it comes to like because i got a whole store you know yeah. i want to empower the other other people that are looking at me and, and focused on what i'm doing and allowing me to inspire them i want to help them get fresh and go do whatever it is that they got to do yeah well so when somebody about. books an appointment with you do you also like kind of help them like consult with them a little bit like oh what, yeah yeah definitely so if they, they, if the they ask yeah i don't just jump right in i like people to just be comfortable they yeah. If somebody be like, yo, Saint, let me, uh, help me with this outfit, or, you know, some pants that could go with this, then 100%, I'm there for that. Yeah. All day. That's what I love to do. Well, well. Okay. Cool, cool. Yo, you guys have vintage frames in there? I was going to ask you about Heck that. Yeah. Yeah? We got, we got so much. Everything. So we got everything, bro. All right. I'm gonna, I might have to come fuck with Man, we got it. <laughs> we got it. All right, all right. Yo, once again, man, let them know where they can follow you on social media. I'm really just mostly on Instagram. It's Instagram and uh, Saint Laurent is my Instagram name and Facebook. I mean, I don't really be on there that much, but I don't have a Twitter really. Just okay. Instagram. Saint Laurent, get with the program. Get with yeah. the program. I was gonna ask you. Obviously, Saint Laurent. You got that from E Saint Laurent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another one of my favorite designers wow. and Balenciaga too. <laughs> I got expensive taste, bro. But like I said, I like Target shit, Walmart shit. If it's Whatever dope, works. it's dope. Whatever works. For sure, for sure. Well, like I said, man, we're happy to have you back in the city. I wish you much success. Thank you, man. You know what I mean. Good luck with the new deals that are on the table. I'm uh, looking forward to hearing this new music. And yeah. uh, you know, we're locked in now. So anything I can do to help you. You know what I mean? Anything you need, just let me know, man. You know what I mean? I'm excited, man, to yeah. share it with word, the world. Word. All right, yo, another episode of the Twin City Talk yes, Podcast uh, in the books. It's your boy, Big Wiz. Yeah, we out of here, man. Peace. Yeah, let's go. go.